0: Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Why, hello there, everyone. Welcome to The Heart of Dating today. I'm your host, Kate Warman, and today is the final episode of Heart of Dating Season 6. Wow. You guys, what a season. We have covered abuse, heartbreak and learning how to love again, toxic people and when to walk away, body image and shame fighting lies about ourselves and our singleness, purity culture and healing sexual shame in our lives, being unashamedly who we are, freeing ourselves from self-hatred, having self-compassion and connecting to our inner child, the X factor, ghosting, true love, gender roles, and so many other things. It's been quite the season on season six of Heart of Dating. Now, friends, when I tell you we have some incredible things coming for season seven and in the coming months, it's true. We really have some epic things in store for you. First of all, we will be going on a podcast break over the next few weeks. However, we will not be going away forever. You will still be getting content in the next several weeks. It will just be content from the archives, aka some of our top episodes over the last three years, which we call our Heart of Dating Select Episodes. We actually decided to theme these Heart of Dating Select episodes during our podcast break. So our Heart of Dating Select episodes will primarily be from doctors and experts as you become equipped to tackle things such as dating anxiety, trauma in dating, attachment style, love languages, love addiction, soul ties, codependency, and so many other things. These are going to be episodes that will help you sharpen the tools in your tool belt. Also, I want to just briefly get you really excited about season seven. Guys, I want to share with you that we've been really prayerful about this upcoming topic and series that we're launching on the podcast for season seven. Season seven will be kicking off with addressing LGBT issues on the podcast for the first time ever. We have some incredible conversations lined up for you. And I honestly cannot wait to open this crazy can of worms. It's time and it is necessary and we are ready. So look forward to season seven where we will be addressing LGBT issues. In the meantime, if you wanna join what we are up to, come and stay in touch with us on Instagram at at heartofdating and at kateness. We love connecting with you guys and we post helpful content as well as some fun reels at the moment. So come on over and join the party on Instagram. And then lastly, come and join our private Heart of Dating Facebook community. We have thousands of singles and couples talking about wisdom, growing in God, and discussing the good, bad, and ugly of their dating lives. Our group over there does Bible studies, game nights, worship nights, and some of them are even going through the conference content together from Singled Out and from even our conference last summer. Also, great place to meet some other fellow singles to either become friends with or, hey, to drop the hanky on. So go ahead and visit facebook.com forward slash Heart of Dating, like our Heart of Dating Facebook page, and then go over to groups on the left-hand side of the page and click to join the private Facebook community. All right, y'all, today to close out season six of the Heart of Dating podcast, I wanted to leave y'all with a practical conversation on finances and dating, something that we've never really fully and truly focused on before here at Heart of Dating. So to have this conversation, I brought on the absolutely incredible financial guru himself, Anthony O'Neill, to talk about finances and balling on a budget in dating. All right, this is a conversation that is so helpful and I actually even learned a lot. Anthony O'Neill understands what it feels like to be deep in debt and short on hope. At age 19, he hit rock bottom and was living out of his car, but he turned his life around and now he has an important message to share. The caliber of your future is determined by the choices you make today. As a Ramsey Solutions number one national best-selling author, Anthony travels the country talking to people from every financial and cultural background about how to make smart life decisions with their money, work, relationships, and education. Anthony has appeared on shows like Fox and Friends, Good Morning America, Rachel Ray Show, Hallmark's Home and Family, and The Tom Joyner Show. Committed to helping students and young adults win at life and avoid the trap of student loans, his book, Debt-Free Degree, is a number one national bestseller. He is also the author of the best-selling book, Graduate Survival Guide, Five Mistakes You Can't Afford to Make in College. Anthony recently released Destroy Your Student Loan Debt, the step-by-step plan to pay off your student loans faster. Drawing from his years of experience as a youth mentor, Anthony is passionate about meeting people where they are. Whether that's talking one-on-one with teens who need advice, speaking to thousands in an arena, or broadcasting to millions of people of all ages, he always brings bold, hilarious, and encouraging life tips and strategies. By the way, you guys, this is a two-part conversation. Really soon, I'm actually gonna be over on Anthony's podcast, The Table, with Anthony O'Neill, and we're talking about dating red flags, all right? It's a really good conversation. You're not gonna to wanna to miss that. But for now, today, Anthony and I are tackling bulling on a budget and finances in dating with Anthony O'Neill. Let's get into this conversation today. The final episode of season six, Heart of Dating. Let's go, ayo! Oh my goodness, we have Anthony O'Neill. Welcome to Heart of Dating Podcast today, friend.
1: Yo, yeah, what's up, my sister? Man, listen here. I'm excited about this one. I've been looking forward to this interview for about like a week. I can't wait. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm so excited because we got to connect before this interview and I was like, Anthony, you are the man. I don't know how we are just now connecting. I know we have some mutual people in common, but um, I'm just so thrilled to have you on today because what we're talking about is so flippin' needed, okay? <laughs> and for everyone listening, we also went, I did an interview over on Anthony's that's coming out very soon. So this is a two-parter, y'all. So Anthony has an incredible podcast that I want you to go and listen to. And so Anthony, um, tell us everyone though about you, your podcast, what your jam is, so they get to know you and then they can go and check out our interview on Red Flags um, that we did together.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, um, So over there on on this side of the world, uh, my name is Anthony O'Neill. I have a a show called The Table with Anthony O'Neill. It's on YouTube and on podcast. So wherever you and however you want to watch and listen to, you can check it out there. But simply, Um, Kate, you know, I just really have a conversation that's around being real, relevant, and relatable around the areas of your finances, around the areas of relationships, and around the areas of just building true success. Oftentimes, I've noticed that uh, this generation of people uh, make bad decisions with money. Uh, they make bad decisions when it comes to uh, relationships and we make mm-hmm. bad decisions thinking that we're building success when really we're just building a fake image of success. And so I have a conversation to really help people build true wealth, pay off their debt um, really accomplish all their goals and dreams in life and to really build quality relationships, not just in dating, but just quality mentor relationships, quality co-worker relationships, relationships that will help you build a successful future. So that's a little bit about myself, um, financial guy, Uh, 100% debt-free and just trying to uh, teach people what I've learned and what I'm going through right now.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. In fact, you know, because our audience is single or dating, I think there's no better time than right now than to figure out many of these things, right? Mm -hmm. Like figure out your finances, figure out where you're going, get those accountability and those mentors. I think a lot of times I see people just kind of living it up, which I'm like, sure, yeah, have fun and, and enjoy your season of singleness. It will be different when you get married. One day, but what an amazing time right now to work on things such as our finances. Um, Like, hello, I'm not gonna lie to you, Anthony. Like, I was a girl right out of college. After one year of working in Dallas, I moved to New York, and I was just not doing well financially. (laughs) Like, honestly, I was just, I was like paycheck to paycheck for years upon years, and was really struggling because I was trying to balance, you know, living in this big city and living my life and having friends and just, you know, and then also not making any money and living in pretty much the most expensive city in the America. So... <laughs> That's like, And it took a lot of hard, hard moments in my life to actually get myself together and realize how important it is for me to really take ownership of my life, take ownership of my finances. So anyway, we're going to get into a lot of this today. Uh, You are the man, you're single, you're a financial guru, you're all the things. And because you are single and you've dated and you have a, a story there, I'd love to just start out with our people here on Heart of Dating to hear a little bit about... Some of the biggest things you've learned dating as a single man?
1: You know, well, I think one of the biggest things I've learned um, in this season, uh, in preparation of the next season of marriage, is that I have to be secure in who I am and where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That's and it. Uh, I think a lot of men are, uh, they raise their image based upon what they see other people doing. Um, they try to become what they see on TV, what they see uh, or hear within the music uh, that in hip hop culture. You know, rather than just saying, you know what, God fearfully and wonderfully made me, Anthony O'Neill. Um, I'm flawed. I am. I am uh, not perfect. I have issues. I have sins. Uh, but I truly believe, truly do believe that my Queen will love all of me, not just the. The good side of me, the public side of me, but also the private and the bad side of me. Um, and so one of the things I've learned during the season is to really be okay and secure in who I am and where God is taking me. Uh, you know, I, I believe that no one should have debt. Uh, I believe that I'm going to pay cash for everything. I have to be okay with that you know I have to be secure in the fact that hey some ladies may not like the fact that I don't do credit cards some ladies may not like the fact of hey if you be with Anthony you're gonna have to wait a long time to get your car you know and and it's really not about a long time but can I be with someone that um, can have patience because I want to own everything i want to build true wealth and so during this season I'm teaching myself to be a good steward you know I don't think single people sometimes are good stewards. And I said this because of myself, I haven't always been a good steward of the single season. You know, prime example is, you know, how is it that a single person is living paycheck to paycheck when it's only you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know
0: what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> if, if, if you have no other responsibilities, it is just you. Why is it that you don't have anything to show for, for your hard labor? Um, and so for me, I really want to help single people understand, like, yo, you steward this season well. You know, you, you shouldn't be if you're in your twenties, you shouldn't be getting married with a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars in debt. You shouldn't be doing that, you know. Steward this time well. Stop trying to look good, stop trying to have the latest and the greatest things, and just be a good steward of this season, put some money in the bank account, pay off your debt. Um, You know, grow as an individual. So I I know we got a lot more to talk about, but that's one thing I learned about myself as a single man. Uh, Be secure in who you are, whose you are, as in uh, I'm guys, and, and where I'm going.
0: Yeah, no, that's so good. I actually had a conversation with my brother not too long ago, um, maybe it was last year, but he's like, Kate, honestly, what I've noticed in myself as a man is when I'm not confident in where I am in my life and where I'm going, I cannot pursue a woman. And when he said this to me, I was like, man- that is so true. Wow. He was like I can I can try. Like I've tried, but I notice the difference in myself. I notice that my heart isn't really in it. I notice that there's more insecurities for me. He's like and not that, you know, confidence is always perfect and that we never have any insecurities. He's like but what I know for myself is that I need to be in a place where I'm confident in who I am and where I'm going. And in, if I'm in that place, I can confidently step out and pursue a woman. Mm. And and, he, and I think, and I was like, man, because I was dealing with a situation with a guy that this was just coming up over and over again, the lack of confidence thing. And it was really hard for him to step up in the relationship, pursue me in that relationship. My brother was like, I think it's because he's not secure in where he is and where he's going. And so because of that, he has no idea how to even pursue you and be present with you because it it, he already is thinking so poorly of himself. Mm. Now, I want to also ask you about, so that was just a huge moment for me. I was like, oh man, this is, that's, that is huge. And a huge part of that too was financial status and just where he was financially in that moment. Okay. So a lot of times men specifically are waiting, Anthony, for a perfect time to date when they, have every single thing all together. What are your thoughts about this whole waiting until you have every single thing together in order to be able to go out there and date? You'll
1: never, you're, you're never date then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's, just, let's just be behind you. Um, I do believe that there are certain things you should have. You should have a foundation uh, before you get before you date, and then there should be another layer of foundation before you get married. We're waiting to, uh, for the, until you're perfect? Absolutely not. It's just not going to happen. You know, and I've just put myself out there. Um, I was uh, dating and engaged to an amazing, to an amazing queen um, a few years ago. And um, I delayed the engagement for five years because I was trying to get myself in a better uh, place financially, in a better uh, place spiritually, in a better place physically. Um, I had insecurities in my physical look, you know, so I was trying to be this perfect gentleman, this perfect man in all areas, because I thought she was just this perfect woman. And she was, she was a great, a great woman. I cannot talk negative, uh, about her at all. Um, and one of the main reasons why we didn't uh, work out is because I waited so long. And by the time I waited so long, uh, dating someone for six years, um, you know it's, things change minds change and some things changed in her and and she was like yo I no longer want to do this and I no longer want to to do that and when she said that I was like well I I I want to do that and she was like well you waited too long and so now I can't and so I, I think for me what I learned there was it shouldn't it, I'm going to be real um brothers listening to me no you know I think yes uh, you should be stable. You should have a job. Yes, uh, you should, you know, be working towards your goals, working towards your vision. You should be able to at least provide for yourself. Uh, but if you don't have a stable job, if you don't know, you know, at least what you're trying to do in life, then yeah, you're not ready to date, you know, because if you don't have a stable job, how are you going to pay for, you know, dinner? you know, at least, you know, often. Um, And so, but do you need to be making six figures? Do you need to be 100% debt-free? Do you need to have, you know, a six pack and uh, be six two? Do you need to have a clean (laughs) hair? Like, no, you don't need to have all that type of stuff. Just be a stable man. And I think that there's a difference between uh, the male species. You have a little boy in a grown man's body, then you have a grown man. And I think a grown man is able to acknowledge, hey, I'm not perfect, but I'm solid. And I think as a man, I act as a man, but a little boy in a grown man's body still thinks as a little boy and does little boy things, but he's in a grown man's body. And I think a grown man is what all of our ladies need to be going for. And a grown man at least has the basic stuff. He may not have everything, but he has the basics. And so I think that's important. Uh, for anyone. Um, and even on the flip side, for ladies as well, brothers, don't date yeah. a little girl in a grown woman's body. Um, yeah. You know, date, date a grown woman and a grown woman, the grown man can come together and say, you know what? Hey, here are my insecurities. Here are my flaws. Um, I, I'm not I'm on this level yet, but this is where I'm going. And, and will you rock with me as I'm going there? And I don't know too many ladies that be like, no, I can't rock with you. Um, and, and, and if someone says, no, I can't rock with you because you're not there yet, y'all respect it. That's their wishes. That's their uh, uh, perspective on things. Cool. Great. Uh, just continue building.
0: Yeah. You know what you're saying? I'm thinking of my friend Jamal Miller and his wife now, Natasha Miller, and they run an incredible ministry called The One University. Yep. They have that program. They do incredible things. Yeah. And so when when they first met, I remember Jamal said this so clearly. He said to Natasha, he's like, hey. I don't have a crazy ton to offer you right now. I am only making X amount per hour. Like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. let's say it's $15 an hour. I'm only, I know I'm only making $15 an hour, but I have a vision and I know where I'm going. And I'm taking steps to go in that direction. I know that I won't be making $15 an hour forever. And I know that this is what it looks like today, but I want you to know that I'm walking towards that and I have a vision for my life. And And will you walk with me? And I was like, oh, that's it, brother? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. because, and look at him now. I mean, he is like thriving and doing such incredible things. But the, the point is that he didn't have it, quote unquote, all together, even when it relates to finances, when he first met Natasha, he was, what I love about that situation is that he was honest with her. He said, like honest and truly like, here's where I'm at. And he didn't just say, here's where I'm at. He's like, here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at right now but here's where I'm going. And I love that, like the vision forward, bringing her into that. So you talk about having, you just said, having some sort of foundation. Can you walk us through what you mean by having some sort of fi- foundation? Because yeah, it's crippling to need to be, you know, making the six figures, having the six pack abs, all the things. Mm-hmm. They Men don't need all of that. Women don't need all of that. Mm-hmm. But what is the foundational things that they may need, especially even when it comes to finance, is as they move towards being ready to like pursue someone.
1: You know, it's so funny. You bring up uh, Jamal and Natasha Miller. Jamal is one of my closest friends. And, oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, one of the things that Jamal Miller had was he had a community. Um, he had a spiritual community when he first met Natasha. Um, and I remember him uh, seeking advice from, you know, his pastor, um, and, uh, their community saying, Hey, this is what you need to do. So I think when it comes to the foundation, um, look at the man's foundation, you know, who is his community, Wh- who's speaking into his life. Who does he listen to? Because who he listens to is more than likely who he will become. He will pick up some of their attributes. He will pick up some of the characteristics. He will even pick up some of their flaws. And so for me, I think, um, you need to look at, okay, On a foundation level, who speaks into his life and who listens? Who does he listen to? That's one thing. Uh, Number two is how let's look at stewardship. And I think from, from the perspective of stewardship, we're not talking about money. No. How is he stewarding his gifts? How is he stewarding his time? How is he stewarding his mind? How is he stewarding his talents? How is he stewarding his his, his money? Because stewardship just simply means, and I don't want to get too biblical here on your show, but you're, you're, but, but you're a Christian dating coach, <laughs> so we can go there. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, uh, stewardship simply means that we are not the owners god owns everything we are just high quality managers so we manage everything that god wow. has right and yes. so when you're looking at a, a, a mate see how are they managing what god is trusting them with if they are managing their finances well then when they get married they will manage their finances well in the marriage but if they can't steward it when there's just them with no other responsibilities then they can't do it when it's you and that individual, you and that individual and other kids. You know, If they're not stewarding, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Some ladies may be like, oh my Lord, he wouldn't date me. But if I get inside of a woman's car and I see a bunch of clothes and the heels and a backseat and makeup all over the place and the car is filthy, then I already yes. know she can't steward the car so she can't steward a car that I will pay for her. Our house is going to be dirty because of that. Da, da, da. Now I know I may be exaggerating a little bit there, but I do look for how do you maintain, how do you manage the things that God has given you? And I think that's on both sides. How is he managing relationships? How is he managing his mentorships? How is he stewarding uh, the gifts and the talents that God has given him? Is, Is he or is she using these gifts? So I think that's important. Number one is your community as a foundation. Number two, do they have a good understanding of stewardship? Um, and in three, you said this on my show, and it was amazing. And I just want to echo it over here. Are they growing? You know they may not have everything, um, but are they looking to grow? You, you talked about Jamal and Natasha, and I love them. Uh, Jamal will be on my show as well uh, in a couple of weeks. And you're right; he started off over here, but uh, from the time he met Natasha, before he met Natasha, the dude was trying to study. How do I do this? How do I grow over here? How do I build wealth? Yes. And in just a few months ago, he went viral uh, because he paid cash almost a million dollar commercial uh place. So wait, 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 wait. God was making $15 an hour. Now he can spend close to a million dollars cash um, on this. Why is that? Because of his community. Uh, number two, he was a good steward. And number three, he was growing. He was learning. He was just not saying, hey, I'm, I'm okay over here. No, how do I build wealth? How do I make my last name stronger than my first name? How do I take my wife away from the job and she can grow our kids? How do I build something? And so for me, as long as a man, he can be making $10 an hour. But do you see him studying? Do you see him wanting to grow? Do you see him asking questions? See, ooh. Yeah, that's see, it. Men, oh. men don't like asking questions. We want to we look like we got it all oh, and we know Oh my it gosh, yes. Uh, but a man who can be humble, uh, a man who can set his aside and say, sir, and say, ma'am, how do I do this? I put myself out there. Um, today's generation, uh, 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 is, is uh, who was, yeah. yeah. So the number one rising entrepreneur is a woman.
0: Yeah. It's a woman. Mm -hmm. Okay. It it is a woman. (laughs) So me, what I do is
1: like, Hey, how I'm asking ladies question. How are you doing this? And and I'm setting aside that I'm a male. I'm setting aside the fact that I make good money. I'm like, no, I can always be learning. So I'm asking questions. God gave us two ears and two eyes and one mouth for a reason. (laughs) Yes. So look at a man and see: can he set his pride aside, Mm -hmm. uh, and can he ask a question, and can he listen and not act like he knows it all? And so that's just, you know, my my two cents.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm just like. Praise, Like what you just said is so important. And I think this is really important for people listening. And ladies, this is for you too. Like these same things, like you should be doing the same thing that Anthony is talking about right now in your life as well. Um, I've actually had guys in the past in my previous, like, you know, times in my life where I was not managing my money well, where I was not being a good steward. And to be honest, the guys I was dating were like, that's not very attractive, like straight up, like it is not attractive. And I was like, well, I'm just figuring out, like, it's totally fine but it wasn't attractive. I didn't have a direction in what I was. I wasn't being a good steward. I was just flying by the seat of my pants and trying to make it work. And I didn't have an actual plan for my life and stewarding things in my life well. And so I had to get some hard reality checks on what that looked like and how to do that in a healthy way. Okay, my friends, I have to be real with you right now. I used to work in fashion, but when COVID-19 hit, my entire wardrobe shifted from all my cute outfits into athleisure and sweatpants. Now I am here for all the comfy attire, okay? But seriously, Lululemon has been taking all of my money and your girl needs to be on a budget. This is where I wanna share with you an app that I discovered that is saving my life and my budget right now. They have comfy clothes like Lululemon and so many other brands, but all for thrift store prices. Nope, y'all, this is not a drill. This is real life. What's your closet missing? Maybe some fun tie-dye, some Lululemon leggings or joggers, some Madewell. Whatever you're looking for, the app Curtsy has the latest styles you actually want, all at price points that you can afford. With the Curtsy app, you get thrift store prices delivered to your door. I literally just bought my favorite joggers from Lululemon that are normally $120 for literally 35% off. And you guys, they have tags and have never been worn. I also got my favorite tank, the Align tank for $40 and it's normally $65. Also, it's never been worn and still has the tags. So if you want a sustainable way to get your favorite brands like Lululemon, Madewell, Lulu's, so many others delivered directly to your door, I want to encourage you to download the Curtsy app today and enter promo code HEART for 15% off your first order. All you have to do is search Curtsy in the app store, which is spelled C-U-R-T-S-Y, and enter promo code HEART for 15% off your first order. So go ahead right now, go to the app store, download the Curtsy app, and enter promo code HEART, and you'll be able to get a discount on all of your favorite styles for thrift store prices. I know, I'm saving your life right now and your wallet. You can thank me later. This is the thing when it comes to dating and knowing when to date, when do you think Anthony is a time for people listening? They're hearing what you're saying. What is the balance between putting a pause and getting some of these things right versus, you know, getting out there and dating? As knowing that this is a growing process. Like what do you think? What where is the balance there?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. You know, for me, when I got out of my engagement, um, I jumped back into a relationship um probably I said like six months later. And that was too early. Yeah. Um, you know, I was I was not I was not prepared. Uh, I was not ready for it because I wasn't healed. I still was insecure about some things. And so I think before we start dating, we need to be 100% healed. Uh, we need to have clarity on where we are and what we're looking for. So I think if if you're still hurt from your past relationship, uh, you need to pause dating and you need to go seek counsel. Uh, I think that there is nothing wrong. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that back. I retract that statement. I'm going to say this. There is nothing wrong oh, <laughs> uh, with the therapy, uh, with seeking yes, wise counsel. Yes. Uh, because I think sometimes we feel as if when we get out of a bad relationship, it, it, we, we, we will replace that uh, with another relationship. No, what we need to replace that is with wisdom and with spiritual guidance. And so that way, if we can do that, then we will be healed and we're not bringing in extra garbage into the next relationship because all of us are bringing some kind of garbage uh, to the relationship. Uh, but there's some things that there's some garbage that we don't need to bring um and i think anything from the past we shouldn't have to bring it in is as long as we took the time to heal uh, but the average person they don't do that says like they yeah. they don't, they don't want to heal no. they, they just jump in there and then they have all well, you know, oh, no don't no go get go get some healing so that's one thing you know is if you're not healed you need to pause
0: couldn't agree more. And I, like that's, it's so big. Healing is so big. And I love that you're saying that as a man, because I find, I think it's so empowering. Like men need the healing just as much as women need the healing. And as much as I hate to say this, and I love my brothers, but like women are the number one buyers of self-help books. Women are the ones who are more apt to go to therapy. Um. Just that, those statistically, that's statistically true, even in this podcast or even in anything I try to do and, and run. And even though I'm a female, I talk to my male brothers who try to do things that are more, you know, helpful and dating and the majority of people who are attracted to it are women. (laughs) And and so I think that uh, that, that's just a statistic that is true and that's not to push the brothers away. It's just to say, hey, guys, this is important. And I love that you're saying this, Anthony, from a male's perspective, like the men also need to seek healing and growth. And that doesn't make you less manly. It doesn't make you like whatever label you want to put on that. It actually, I think makes you more like Jesus because Jesus was a humble man who also, you know, had emotions and needed to get away to pray and took pauses, like seriously. So you need healing. Um, we all need healing. It's not just like a Therapy is not just a thing that girls do because they like their emotions and they cry a lot. Like this is something that guys also need as well. So just wanted to interject that. Please go to number two, what you were going to (laughs) say.
1: No, no, no. I I think that's good. So so from right there, once you know you are healed, before you get into any type of dating situation, you got to know your boundaries. You know, what what are your limits? Um, If you don't know your boundaries, if you don't have any boundaries, then you need to press pause. Because I look at boundaries at almost like vision. If you don't know where you're going in the lane you need to stay in, then you can run all over the place. And if you run all over the place, you don't know where you're running, you can hurt yourself. And so that's not, you don't want that. So you got to have a clear vision. And when you have a clear vision with clear boundaries, honestly, that will actually help you avoid some unhealthy relationships out there some unhealthy dating situationships out there and so i think those are the two main things when it comes to healing and just having a clear if you don't have a clear vision if you don't have clear boundaries yet you need to place a pause because what you don't want to happen is you get into something and then they set your vision for you they set your boundaries for you and that can be even unhealthy as well so those are the two main things that i would say
0: Okay. I love that. Um, so let's talk about like, how do we date when, for the guy listening that is, and for the girl listening, who's like, okay, I'm healed. I feel like I am working on all the things that you're talking about, Anthony, but my finances are not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm working on them. And especially for the guy listening, who's like, uh, dating costs a lot of money. Uh, what advice would you give to somebody to still be able to date while also controlling your money and finances in the dating process?
1: Yeah, you know, I think for for the dating process when it comes to the financial side of things is just number one, make sure your mindset is clear on what you're doing with your money. Um, mm. You know, if you're in a journey of, hey, I want to pay off all my debt. Oh, cool, cool. That's great. Communicate that inside of your relationship. Um, you know, uh, uh, I was going to say about a, a year or so ago, um, I took a young lady out on the day, took her to a very nice restaurant and uh, took her home. The next day she sent me a text message okay, saying, hey, uh, can we go to this expensive restaurant? And I said, hey, that's not within my budget for this month, but I could take you there next month for sure. Um, at the time, I actually just uh, purchased my house and furnished my house. So I dropped a lot of money. Um, on purchasing the home, close to six figures on purchasing the home and furnishing the home. So to spend five hundred dollars at a restaurant wasn't a good move for me to do that month. I had to wait the following month. Well, yo, know, sis, so she 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 completely ignored me. Like oh my never responded, never did anything. Then when she saw me on national television about a few months later. Then all of a sudden she wants to hit me up and, Hey, what about that dinner? Oh And so my, I did gosh. the exact same thing. I completely ignored her as well, oh my you gosh, know, yeah. but I, I think uh, from there again, it's like, I, I didn't communicate. Here's where I messed up with her. I didn't communicate with her up front, how I look and operate when it comes to finances. And I think what people will will do is look at you and say, "All right, this is how they're going to deal with finances." Well, no, you should have that communication. And so, if you do not have yourself uh, situated when it comes to money, be very clear with them. Like, "Hey, I'm on a journey right now. I'm building my finances." Um, I may not be able to take you to the real nice expensive restaurants, but right now I'm trying to be a good steward with my money. Right now I'm trying to pay off all of these student loans that I racked up. I'm trying to pay off these credit cards that I racked up. I'm trying to pay off my car notes so I can have financial freedom so I can start building wealth for my family. And if you rock with me and allow us to be creative on how we date and how we pursue each other, like taking walks at the park, maybe doing a picnic at the park and I cook for us at the crib, you know, we can do a good version, a clean version of Netflix and chill, uh, Um, You know, uh, then we we can make this thing happen. Uh, But if you're looking for someone to take you out to these expensive restaurants, fly you across the world, I'm not the guy. I'm not the lady for you. Uh, But if you will take the time to get to learn my character, take the time to get to learn my integrity uh, and and understand where I'm trying to go. um, And and if this is a male talking uh, to a uh, queen, to a lady, uh, then that individual, that lady should understand like, hey, he, he doesn't have it now, but he has a clear vision. And I trust his vision. And if and if I go through this journey with him, and if I'm his wife, I'm going to reap the rewards of his stewardship. And I think that's so important because I know several millionaires who make a million dollars a year, but they're broke. They're living paycheck to paycheck. And so if, if you can find the person with the right financial mindset, uh, that's more impressive to me than someone who actually makes more money with a horrible financial mindset.
0: Ooh, that's a word right there. That that's really, really important. I think what you're saying too is so important. Like if what you just spelled out, perfect thing to say to somebody. And again, that takes a level of security and saying, like, an ownership of like where you are and where you're going. So doing that work of getting healed and and really taking ownership of like where you are right now, but having a vision for where you're going. So important to even be able to say the words that you're saying, Anthony, because I can feel probably some people listening that are like, Ooh, I feel like that's so embarrassing. I feel, but I actually don't think that is embarrassing. I think that is like, if you are like, honest about here's where I am, but I also have a vision for where I'm going, and I'm taking active steps towards that, and somebody doesn't accept you for that, then that's honestly on them. And that doesn't have to do with you. You do not have to be embarrassed for being honest about where you are and the steps that you're taking. Um, That's bold. That's courageous. And I would say that's actually really attractive, and you should be proud of that. And it really shows a level of security and confidence in yourself if you're able to say, Something to the person that you're dating about your finances with such honesty up front. Uh, and here's the thing I also wanted to just add to what you were saying is. Okay, so I I have a guy who's like, hey, says pretty much exactly what you just said to me, Anthony. And I'm like, wow, okay, like I can honor that. Honestly, I get I actually think that's attractive. My second part to that is don't use your financial status as a means to be lazy in the way that you're pursuing someone. (laughs) And this is just, I have seen this and it's why I'm bringing it up. Just because you can't afford the nice restaurants, afford the whatever, like let's go on a day trip somewhere, doesn't mean you can't actively be creative in the way you pursue someone. Mm-hmm. I have honestly seen so many guys use this as a scapegoat of like, well, um, okay, let's just like uh, uh just chill every night. Like just literally just chill every night. There's no plan. There's no creativity. There's no And I'm like, yeah, no, like, we're not just going to, like, chill every night, like... (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I don't, you don't need to take me to a nice restaurant, but can you, let's like plan a cool hike somewhere or let's plan a cool picnic. Like you just said, Anthony, or, you know, find out my love language and write me a letter because you know, I love words of affirmation or let's plan a fun theme tonight where we do something unique and fun. You know, like there are so many ways to be creative and not spend a lot of money. So I just want to interject that, no matter what your financial status, it does not make it an excuse or a scapegoat to be lazy in the way you're pursuing someone.
1: No, I agree with you. What you said right there is so is so good. Um, and I even think too, let's say for the guys listening right now, even if you are in a great place financially, don't allow that to be an excuse to why you're not being creative as well. Um, I actually would challenge you to be like, hey, figure out some ways where you, you do not spend um, money But the the impact of the date and the impact of your time together was probably, if not the same impact of you taking her out to a nice restaurant, but a better impact. Uh, One of the key things that I do with myself is um, I try to figure out how to only spend $10, but make it feel like it was $1,000. And I think it's the creativity, it's the time, and it's the thought uh, behind it, especially when it comes to ladies. Like, oh man, he really put some thought into this. Wow, this was creative. Um, one of my good friends actually spent $12 on a date. And uh, at the at the end of that time, <laughs> she went back home and told her mom, that's my husband. Oh my God. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> and she was like, he didn't spend that $1. But this guy literally, um, did something so creative he found out her love language which was quality time and uh, he found out that she really enjoys like these little um uh, game. it's a game to where you you, you get clues and you gotta go around so what he did was he did that in downtown nashville wow he literally came up took her phone from her Uh, changed out a number, changed the name and something. And it was like, yo, he was texting her little secrets. All right, here's your first clue. Uh, Go to this restaurant. Here's the second clue. Second clue's over here at this park, up underneath this tree. And then they ended up at a concert, uh, which was a public free concert. And she was just, she was in tears. She said, I knew he was the one. And he said, it only cost him $12 and it was 6 bucks for the ticket. And I was like, Wow. So it wasn't, it wasn't about, you know, impressing her and buying her the nice things, taking her to a nice dinner, which is good. We should do that every now and then. But it's like, can you put some thought behind it? Can you put some time behind it? Can you get creative with it? And I think that is very, very, very important, not just on on the brother's side, but also on the sister's side as well.
0: Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I there's nothing that I enjoy more than planning something creative. Once I figure out what the person I'm dating likes, um, I want to tell you one of the things a guy did for me this last year that I went on a date with. This was so fun. He picked me up and we he's we're driving along and he pulls up in front of Walgreens and I'm like, why are we at Walgreens? You know, like what are we doing? And he's like, okay. Um, so and he hands me an envelope that had a little bit of cash in it, and then he texts me and it had multiple multiple like different challenges so he was like we're going to go in the store and it was like I forget all of them but it was like find one thing that reminds you of your childhood. Find, you know, something that, an accessory that the other person has to wear the entire night. (laughs) And there was like a third one. So there were like three different challenges and we went through the store and it was so fun and creative. And I mean, I think it cost him like 10, 15 bucks. And we went in the car and we told stories and like, I'm like, this is reminding me of my childhood because of this, that, and the other. And then he he got to know me a little bit and vice versa. And I was like, oh my gosh, who knew? You could have so much fun just going to Walgreens, Walgreens. you know, like (laughs) like literally, literally Walgreens. And... It was just so fun, Anthony. And that's the thing. It's like, it's creative. Uh, Last year on the podcast, I had Dr. Gary Chapman, who of course wrote The Five Love Languages. And I had been dying to ask him this question. But I told him, I said, Dr. Chapman, I want to propose to you that there is actually a sixth love language. And he was like, okay, Kate, what what is the sixth love language? And I was like, I think the sixth love language is planning. Okay. (laughs) I was like, honestly... Especially as a woman, I find that they, at every woman I know, there is something about when a man puts thought and a plan and something that says, "Hey, I thought of you when I planned this date." Um, and again, it doesn't have to be extravagant, but I thought of you um, when I planned this date. Like a one time, a guy picked me up and he knew I love all things French, so he created a French playlist in his car. That was the music we had as we drove off to our event that he was taking me to. And that cost no money. That just was time and thoughtfulness and planning. And that alone made me so just wow, made me fe- feel seen, made me feel special. And anyway, Dr. Chapman was like, you know what? This isn't the first time I've heard that. He's, he said, this is very true, that planning is often a really attractive quality to women. So um, he didn't agree that it was a six love language. He said it was part of acts of service, which is fine, totally fine. But um, I just, I think that planning goes a long way. Anything else you want to add to like just that creative dating process, Anthony?
1: Uh, no, no, I think I think you hit it right right there in the head. I think when it comes to being creative, it's about stepping back and learning. I think uh, men, if we could just step back, listen and watch her, like one of the key things that I, that I'm learning, I'm not saying I'm mastering this, but you know, uh, with the lady who I'm dating is, I don't want to ask her the questions. I want to look at her. I want to listen because ladies talk a lot. That's not negative, but if if you really listen, they'll tell you exactly what they like yeah they'll tell you what they do not like they'll tell you what they want to do what they do not want to do and if you watch 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 what are they buying what are they listening to what are they watching if you really just listen and pay attention man guys there's so much that you can do on a creative side just by listening and by watching but i think oftentimes you know we ask a question and I think it's hard for ladies to answer the question because they want the guys to be, you know, put some thought behind it, guess, you know, try, uh, have some intent. And so for me, I think when it comes to being creative, um, on top of being creative, uh, just watch and listen, and they'll guide you without without them saying do ABC.
0: Yes. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I mean, down to the impressive dates, like the most impressive dates I've been on have to do with thoughtfulness, less about how much money that person spent, you know, like, sure. I love like nice restaurants. I'll go to that. Like that's my jam. But Honestly, if I'm going out with someone and all they do is just take me to a restaurant and take me to another restaurant, take me to another restaurant, I'm like, do you even care about getting to know me? Like, (laughs) or do we, you know, and that's, I I find that to be lazy. Like, what an eat of course, dinner is like the easiest thing for a dinner date, you know, a date, like, let's go to dinner. I'm like, okay, but what about we do something else? (laughs) 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 Oh, so I'm just saying, like, I love that. Pay attention. Uh, Okay, Anthony, as we're closing out this conversation, you are the financial guru over here. And as we are dating and getting to know someone, what are potential financial red flags we should look out for? And maybe not – you don't have to give all of them, but just maybe a few to give us some guidance uh, because – You know, one of the number one reasons, or maybe it is the number one reason people get divorced is because of finances. So we need to be paying attention to these things right now in our dating relationships. And I would love for you to just shed some light on some things that people should pay attention to.
1: Yeah, here's the number one thing um, that I think is very important Um, look at what they have, look at what they own. And look at their their bank account. And I know it's kind of it's going to be hard. But for example, if someone has the Gucci bags, the Louis Vuitton bags, the red bottoms, the really expensive cars, living in a real nice apartment, a real nice house, um, but you see them asking for money, you see them their house poor, they can barely barely pay for the gas, they can barely pay for a meal. Now, that's a concern to me because what it shows me is uh, they are they're more concerned about being impressive than being impactful. And so um, if if they're more concerned about being impressive, then you're gonna have to deal with a lot of drama. And for me, that's a red flag. I'm asking questions. If I, I, and I did that before, I dated a young lady. She had every single Louis Vuitton bag out there. She has so many red bottoms. So one day I just asked her, I said, hey, um, how much money do you have in your savings account? And she was like, oh, maybe about like two, 300 bucks. Oh wow. But you have about $10,000 worth of bags? Like this, this makes no sense, and so I'm looking for someone who wants to be impactful first. Um, And so this way, I know what where the mindset is. And so I think that's something that that they should really, really, really pay attention to. Is this person more into being impressive? Are they more into being impactful? Uh, Then number two, it's um, just how are they stewarding their life? You know, when it comes to their finances. Um, what what are they doing with the finances that they do have? You know, are they paying off debt or are they racking up more debt? Are they uh, trying to build wealth? Are they investing? I want to see how how are they processing their money. What are they doing with their money? Um, so that, those would be number two. Um, and then number three, mm, I think I like this one. <laughs> I like this one, and it's gonna be a hard one.
0: Give it to us, yes.
1: Delay gratification.
0: Ooh. Wow! Can they okay. tell
1: themselves no? Wow! Can they say no to something today so they can say yes to something tomorrow? Oh, wow! Can can wow. can can a young lady see something go on sale and be like, "Nope, can't do that." I think that's very important. Delay gratification, and that's something that I have to do. You know, my dream car is is a is a is a high end car. Um, I just got into a car accident. And I got to replace my car here this week. And so I was like, all right, man, let's just go ahead and just cut the check for the big, big, big boy. And I was like, nope, can't do it. I was literally having a conversation with myself in the car, like going back and forth with myself. Well, you can because of this. I was like, well, no, but if I do that, yeah, I can can spend the money, but then I'm robbing from my future. I'm taking away from some of the goals that I have in the next two, three years. And I don't want to do that. So no, we're going to go back, get a car just like what we had. I may get like a year or two newer, so it could be a little bit newer. But no, we're not going to jump way up there, Anthony. No, 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 no. And so I think, can you date someone who has self-discipline, delayed gratification, and they're they're driven by impactfulness, not being impressive?
0: Wow. That's so good. And the, oh my gosh, the delayed gratification. I mean, man, that's convicting to me. I'm like, do I do that well enough? Like I'm literally learning as we sit here. I'm like, huh. But it's really like, I mean, hey, that's a fruit of the spirit, self-control. Does this person have self-control in multiple areas? You mentioned boundaries earlier, but also do they have their own personal boundaries that they adhere to? This is so important. So man, Anthony, so great. I This is such a powerful conversation. Every interview, we end with the same final question question, which I'm going to ask you right now, which is just, what is your final nugget of dating advice for the heart of dating people today?
1: Uh, My final dating advice would be this. The caliber of your future will be determined by the choices you made today. Uh, Make the right choice with whom you allow in your life. I've made wrong choices. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have made wrong choices with whom they allowed into their life. Um, Moving forward today, seek wisdom, seek counsel, make the right choice. Don't make the choice because you feel that, no, make the right choice because you know this is a good choice and this will impact my future. Just remember that.
0: Wow, that's so good. Anthony, man, this is so incredible. Where can people connect to you? I want them to get over on your podcast, The Table. We have a combo coming out on your podcast here shortly about red flags, which was so much fun. So you have The Table. Do you come out with episodes on that every single week? Where can people connect with you?
1: Um, Yes, I have The Table. This is, um, uh, you can go to YouTube and look in The Table with Anthony O'Neill. You can go to Podcasts also and check in uh, there The Table. You can connect with me. Instagram at Anthony O'Neill, and uh, we'll be good. That's where we go. Or you go to AnthonyO'Neill.com.
0: Oh, I love it, brother! You are so rad. I love this conversation, and I think uh, I've just been dying to have this conversation because it really is something that. I mean, we all go through um, as singles is navigating our finances, navigating vision, um, figuring out who we are, getting secure with ourselves and finding confidence, getting creative in the dating process. So touching on so many things that are relevant and necessary. So just thankful for you and all the work you're doing, Anthony.
1: All right. Thank you so much.
0: Talk to you soon, friend. Peace. Okay, y'all, that is it for season six of the Heart of Dating podcast. But don't tune out for the next few weeks because we have so much content coming for you. During our podcast break, you are getting to hear from some of the top doctors and experts on things such as codependency, anxiety and dating trauma attachment style love addiction love languages soul ties and so many other things so stay tuned over the next several weeks as we release some of our top episodes from the archives and friends don't miss season seven of the heart of dating podcast coming in june where we will be addressing lgbt issues on the podcast for the first time ever What a season for season six of The Heart of Dating. I'm just so grateful for each and every one of you who are here and join us each and every week. And I can't wait to see you again soon. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.